Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. I have a friend I'll call Dana. I've known Dana for almost 20 years. I've known her when she was single, when she was dating, when she was engaged, and while she's been married. Our friendship has been based in the exploration of the spiritual realm and our own personal evolution. She met Mark almost 14 years ago. They had an instant attraction and were inseparable for the first two years together. She would gush about how much they had in common, how he listened to her every word with compassion, how he supported her dreams of becoming a writer, and how he always showed up for her emotionally, mentally, and physically. They had decided not to have kids. They both loved the freedom of having their own time, pursuing their individual interests with any extra time devoted to each other and growing their relationship. About 10 years into their relationship, a man I'll call Charlie started working at the magazine Dana worked at. Charlie instantly caught Dana's eye. He was charismatic and outgoing. He had a great sense of humor and she laughed a lot when they would hang out together. She wasn't looking for anything outside her marriage, but she also couldn't deny that she felt an attraction to him. As the months continued, she tried to resist it, not even telling me, her close friend, about it. I noticed her seeming more and more distraught and on edge. So one day I decided that I had to find out what was going on with her. She was acting so strange and I had to get to the bottom of it. We went to our favorite restaurant and ordered a glass of crisp Pinot Grigio. When I noticed her energy settling a little bit from the wine, I just came right out with it. Are you okay? I asked her point blank. Something seems really off and I'm worried about you. You know you can tell me anything. Huge crocodile tears fell out of her eyes. She started sobbing as she told me about her attraction to Charlie. She felt so ashamed for having these feelings and didn't know what to do with them. I listened intently, and when she was done, I said to her, you know, you're okay to have those feelings for Charlie. It's really okay. It's not normal to turn off all your feelings for other people when you're partnered with someone, even if your partner is as wonderful as Mark is. She continued to share more about her feelings and fears, and I observed a huge release and relief in Dana, who was finally given the permission to feel what she felt. As the energy continued to settle in her body, I asked her if she'd ever heard of ethical non-monogamy and polyamory. She had heard the terms, but didn't really know much about them. After explaining what I knew, I asked her if this was something she might be interested in. She still felt confused and needed time to figure out what she really wanted. 
So for about a month, she and I went through a process to get clarity on what she wanted, which ended up being a relationship with both Mark and Charlie, where everyone felt supported, cared for, and loved. We then discussed how to prepare and how to have the conversation with Mark. Although mentioned casually in relation to a TV show, it was never anything that they had talked seriously about, so it would be a relatively new idea for them as a couple. And so this is what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. I'll give you a step-by-step process of how to begin the exploration of shifting a relationship structure. We'll mainly focus on how to go from a previously monogamous relationship to an ethically non-monogamous relationship, but the steps can apply to a change from any structure to another, or even diversifying within a specific structure. When a foundation like the one I'm going to lead you through is laid, there's a much better chance this will be a positive experience regardless of the actual outcome. So there are three main steps to begin this process in a conscious and intentional way. Step one is conversation with yourself about yourself, or in other words, understanding your deep desires. Step two is conversations with yourself about your partner, or in other words, looking at how they best process big new information, as well as what you think your partner's needs, desires, and concerns might be. And step three, conversations with your partner. So this is the actual conversation that introduces the concept and your desire, and then leads into the idea, exploration, individually and as a couple. Okay, so let's start with the first step conversation with yourself about yourself. And we're also going to look at why this is so foundational. Many times we may get an idea and run with it without really understanding why we may want to do it. This step is all about going as deeply as you can with your own personal reasons, desires, and needs, and understanding what this new relationship structure might fulfill for you. Asking yourself these questions will begin the process. If you could have a magic wand, what is the vision of your most fulfilling intimate relationship life? What needs or desires do you have that aren't being fulfilled in your current relationship? What do you love about your current relationship structure that you want to preserve and enhance? Why do you really want to shift your relationship structure? Are you willing to put in the personal work and time to make this experience a priority? And is that even possible with your current obligations? If it isn't realistic, what could you shift in your schedule to make it possible? And what familial, cultural, societal programming do you feel you need to release to have a positive experience? For example, with Dana, I first had her look at both Mark and Charlie and how she felt about them. When she was able to release her shame of deeply caring about two people, she found that they were very different, but they each had interests that she had, and she felt a strong yet different connection with each of them. It was a little hard for her to explain at first, but what she discovered was that Mark was quiet and introverted, which also made him thoughtful and compassionate. Charlie was more outgoing, social, and adventurous. Dana realized that she had all of that within her, 
The idea of being able to experience all sides of herself without having to compromise a part of herself was exciting. She had to work through old societal programming, like things like you can't have your cake and eat it too, or that she was selfish wanting it all. As I helped her clear those limiting beliefs, I prompted her to look deeply at why she wanted to explore ethical non-monogamy. She realized that she felt capable of loving more than one person at the same time. Even though she didn't have kids, she thought that it must be what parents feel when they have more than one child. She loved what she had with Mark and didn't want to end their marriage and throw out what was great by exploring something with Charlie but she also felt very connected to Charlie and wanted to explore a more intimate relationship with him. This step of really understanding why you want to explore a new relationship experience was essential for Dana and really is the foundation. Dana needed to explore her desires apart from Charlie, even though he was the inspiration for her. She wasn't 100% certain that Charlie would even want to go into a relationship with her, even though he was single, but felt it was important to talk it through with Mark before ever even approaching Charlie. This conversation terrified her. She was scared she would hurt Mark's feelings or make him feel inadequate. This perfectly led into the second step of the process, which is conversations with yourself about your partner. We can never really know what's going on in someone else's mind, but I do think it's important to think about how to be the most supportive to your partner while also honoring your own needs. So some questions that could be helpful to explore in this step are, will this be a completely new topic or have you previously discussed something like this with them? How does your partner process new ideas like this? What's the best way to bring this up so that even if your partner is surprised, they can process it in the best, most supportive way? What time of day and what is the scenario that would be the most supportive to your partner? Is your partner at their best in the morning or the evening? If you have kids, when is the best opportunity to be alone so you can have a thorough conversation about it? And is this even the way that they process new information? In other words, does your partner process better by talking it out when they first hear something new or triggered? Or do they prefer to hear your side, ask some questions, and then take some time alone to process their own feelings before coming back together to discuss it more thoroughly? Is it better to just mention that you've been thinking about it? Like, I've been reading about ethical non-monogamy and find it interesting. I'd like to talk to you about it when we have the time. Or would something like that just consume their thoughts until you were able to have the conversation? What questions or concerns might they have when bringing up this new structure? How can you best prepare yourself to speak to these concerns? And then have a list of resources, podcasts, articles, interviews that might be helpful if they say they want to learn more. Taking this valuable time to think about these questions and creating the most supportive space for a potentially triggering conversation brings more awareness, understanding, and thought into the conversation. And after you've done all of that and right before the conversation, 
Before going into the actual conversation, I suggest setting a clear intention. Something like my intention is for my partner to feel supported and loved and for me to feel supported and loved. May we both feel heard and feel free to communicate our thoughts or something like this. A conscious intention such as this helps to guide the energy of the conversation. This step helped Dana immensely when thinking about how to approach the idea with Mark. It also helped her calm her nerves just a little bit. She knew that Mark was his best in the morning. They always shared breakfast, putting their work aside for at least 45 minutes to spend time connecting. She thought about concerns he may have and how to speak to them. She knew that he really needed time alone to process big emotions and new ideas. And so bringing it up in the morning allowed him time during the day to process until they came back together in the evening. She was as prepared as possible, very nervous, but also grounded in her desires and needs. She set her attention, which led her into the next step, having the initial conversation. So here are some things to think about once you've done your introspection, all about you, all about your partner, you've set your intention for the conversation, and you're ready to talk to your partner. Show vulnerability through expressing how you feel going into this conversation. For example, I'm feeling really nervous about having this conversation with you, but I also really want to because I've been doing a lot of thinking lately and I wanna tell you about it and bring you into the discussion. I really wanna know how you feel. This creates an invitation for your partner, an opening for them to walk through and meet you in this vulnerable space. Speak about it from your perspective, from your experience, instead of something that you're wanting them to say yes to or go along with. Share with them how you've been feeling, what you've been thinking about, and the awareness you've had. Give them space. You may have been thinking about this for a long time, but this may be the first time that they've ever thought about the topic. Put yourself in their shoes, find compassion and understanding for their experience. Ask questions, ask about their thoughts and concerns. Be curious with how they're feeling without making them wrong. Validate and let them know you hear them. You can even repeat what you hear them say or maybe write it down so that you can show them that you hear them and that you have heard them. And if you've written it down, It's a good thing because you can refer back to it as you begin processing everything together. And finally, and I think sometimes this can be the most difficult, is to release expectations about how the conversation will go and instead be present, listening to their thoughts and sharing yours. Allow it all to unfold in its own perfect timing without force. This takes patience, surrender, and trust. You and your partner will process it differently and at different speeds. You may want to launch into this new relationship structure right away, but that may not be the best approach to support your partner and your relationship. Although challenging, if you can go in without expectations with how it will all happen, you can be more present with how it is actually unfolding. When Dana brought this up to Mark, she felt nervous but prepared. 
She started by sharing her nervousness and vulnerably expressing how much she'd been struggling with her feelings, that these feelings that she was ashamed of. She then told him about Charlie and the research she'd done about ethical non-monogamy. She expressed why she wanted to explore the new relationship structure, all while assuring Mark that she was still very much in love with him and wanted to continue their relationship, adding that she hadn't approached Charlie yet and that her relationship with Mark was the priority. Now, this was a lot for Mark, and he did express that, but he also expressed gratitude to her for her honesty and for feeling like she could approach him with something like this. He recalled several friends whose partners lied and had affairs instead of talking it out with their partner and exploring options. And still, he expressed feeling big reservations and fear about opening up their marriage and asked for some time to think about it on his own. Dana was prepared for this and told him that she didn't have expectations or timelines and that she was grateful to at least be able to begin the conversation with Mark. It took about three to four months for them to talk things through to a place where they both felt able to move forward in their exploration. In that time, they both committed to doing their inner work, looking at their own fears and thinking about what aspects would be important for them as they venture forward. They also agreed that they could commit to the amount of communication and processing time that would be needed to make this the best experience that it could be for each of them. They acknowledged the need for grace and understanding throughout it, agreeing that they would both do their best to navigate the new experience, but realistically, they knew that they probably wouldn't be able to escape challenges. And in fact, that was actually the most important and interesting part for Mark From the beginning of their relationship, they had agreed that challenges helped them evolve, and they both wanted to be continually growing throughout their lives. And this is what led them from that initial period to the next step, which is the co-creation process of the new relationship structure or designing the new relationship dynamic together as partners. This is another imperative process for both people in the relationship to feel like they're being heard and honored while their individual needs and desires are also being met. We'll go into what this co-creation process could look like in a future episode. So stay tuned and stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, kerryjarislow.com, Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are.
wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.